Oh, hi again, everybody, and welcome to the Dan Scott Show podcast. I am Dan. This is episode number 14. Thank you for continuing to tune in, download, however you listen to this thing on all of the podcast platforms that are out there. We really appreciate your support and always encourage you to subscribe, like, share, and help us grow this podcast audience. We've had a couple of really good episodes of late. Uh, if you missed them, the previous one was uh, Eddie Tobinsey, the former uh, major league catcher, 11 years in the big leagues, talking about his career and also about what God has done in his life during and since uh, his playing career. And uh, prior to that, it was our chat with Eric Bowman, who uh, he and his wife lost their daughter, Emma, when she was seven years old, 10 years ago, and how God has worked in their lives during that time. It's just an incredible story, and you'll want to check those episodes out. Those were episodes uh, 11, no, 12 and 13. This is episode 14. And uh, this one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to share with you Uh, a talk that I gave to a men's group at a local church here just uh, in the last couple of weeks and talking about the struggle in finding God's will for your life and how that struggle and that search led me to the formation of Grand Slam Ministries. So we're going to talk about that today, and you'll hear that talk in its entirety in just a moment. Just a reminder that the podcast is presented by our friends at Tadaro Pizza, the uh, Greenville, South Carolina location uh, where John is the guy in charge. Phenomenal stuff. Of course, they had the Clemson location too, which was the original one in the upstate of South Carolina. Chris runs that one. Great people, better food. I call it bucket list pizza. It is that good. If you're coming to the area, you need to check it out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You can find them online, T-O-D-A-R-O, todaropizza.com. Find them on Facebook, on Twitter, all of the social media stuff. And thank them for what they do in helping us with the Dan Scott Show podcast. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and let you hear my talk to the men at Liberty First Baptist Church in Liberty, South Carolina, talking about finding God's will for your life and how that led me to starting up Grand Slam Ministries. We'll do that right after this. Dan Scott here for Todaro Pizza. You know, it's hard to believe I'm saying this, but I've been telling you about this bucket list dining experience that is Todaro Pizza for more than 20 years now. Why am I still doing it? Well, because it's incredible. John and the gang at the Markley Street location here in Greenville have continued the tradition started by his family in New Jersey and brought to the upstate years ago by brother Chris to the Sloan Street location in Clemson. You don't last that long if the food and the service aren't top-notch. Well, they have because they are. And remember, Todaro has the lunchtime buffet, all you can eat for just 8 bucks. Other daily and weekly specials are always in play. And with the Markley Street Todaro location just down the street from Floor Field, what a great stop before or after a Greenville Drive game. Indoor and outdoor seating are available. Todaro Pizza, Greenville, and Clemson, Tell them Dan Scott sent you. Let me tell you something, Cowboy. This rookie can really bring the heat. He's smoky and spicy with a Chipotle style all his own. It's a new Montgomery and Chipotle barbecue sauce. Make it a part of your home team. Available now at your neighborhood grocer or online at cincyfavorites.com. 
Grand Slam Ministries is a new nonprofit organization with a threefold mission to share the love of Jesus Christ through broadcast and internet channels, including a new radio show, to mentor men of all ages to become the leaders the Bible calls us to be better fathers, better husbands, better Christ followers. And you know, there are kids who leave school on Friday who don't eat again until they come back on Monday. We want to make sure they have food and other essentials. To do these things, we need your support, financial and otherwise, including volunteering your time and talents. Find out how you can help us slam, serve, love, and mentor by visiting the Grand Slam Ministries Facebook page, or you can go to grandslamministries.org. The all-new Dan Scott Show, coming later this summer, will be presented by Grand Slam Ministries. Please prayerfully consider how you can support Grand Slam Ministries today. You really messed up. I've really messed up. You forgot a gift for your best friends. And they live so far away. They're going to hate me. They're going to love you. What? You're sending them Cincy Favorites. Cincy Favorites? It's a sampler of their favorite flavors from Montgomery Inn. Graders, Gleers, La Rosa's, Skyline Chili, Queen City Sausage, and Longdale Farm. That's perfect. They're the only authorized online seller of these iconic brands, so trust no one else. And fast delivery, too. Are you eating it? No, I messed up. There's still time. Go to CincyFavorites.com now. That's CincyFavorites.com. Dan Scott Show podcast, episode 14. Rolling along, actually just getting started. Thank you again for tuning in. Subscribe, like, share, do all of those things and help us grow the podcast. Uh, As mentioned, I had the opportunity uh, just in the last couple of weeks to speak to the men at uh, Liberty First Baptist Church. It was a, a men's fish fry, which is something they do here in the South. I don't like fish. But you're going to hear at the beginning how even God used that to his advantage and made a little bit of a change in me. But uh, the, the subject is finding God's will for your life, which we know can be a struggle, and how that led me to Grand Slam ministry. So here's my talk to the men at Liberty First Baptist Church. Well, first things first, if you all don't think that Jesus is still in the miracle business you did the fish, you took somebody who absolutely cannot stand fish, and I had seconds. My wife was going to wonder what happened to me when I got home. So uh, that, that was outstanding. And I told Mark, he's, you got to love it when the congregation listens to a pastor. He said he didn't want any leftovers, and there's virtually nothing left back there. So you can carry that over to tomorrow. You, you'll, be in, you'll be in good shape. Um, I want to thank Mark for uh, inviting me. This is something that I'm looking for more opportunities to do um, in, in various, various ways and various settings. Uh, I think that God has given me, a, a, I know he's given me a talent for running my mouth, which I'll talk about in a little while, uh, but he's given me a message and, and a burden to share that message. So I'm looking for every opportunity I can get to do that. He messaged me what, about two and a half, three weeks ago and asked if I would come, and I said yes. And, and it's funny how these things work. You pray for opportunities, or I, I have been. Nothing, 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 and this is the fourth time I've spoken this week. So, uh, and, and I'm not complaining. I am not complaining. Uh, it, it's been a great week, and I'm looking for, for more opportunities, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, 
Mark knows this. He's in a position of leadership in the church, and I'm sure that many of you have been in or, or maybe still are in positions of leadership, whether it's in church or somewhere else. But have you all heard about this this issue that, that church leaders are facing really denomination-wide all across the area? Have you all heard about this squirrel problem that they're having? It started at yeah, squirrel. Started at the Presbyterian Church. They called a meeting to decide what to do about their squirrel infestation. And after much prayer and consideration, they concluded the squirrels were predestined to be there, so they shouldn't interfere with God's divine will. Well, at the Baptist Church, we decided, or noticed rather, that the squirrels had taken an interest in the baptistry. So the deacons met and decided to put a water slide into the baptistry and let the squirrels drown themselves. And I found out that the squirrels liked the slide and unfortunately, instinctively, they knew how to swim. So the next week, twice as many squirrels showed up. At the Lutheran church, they decided that they were not in a position to harm any of God's creatures. So they humanely trapped their squirrels and set them free near the Baptist church. But two weeks later, the squirrels were back when the Baptist took down the water slide. The Episcopalians, they tried a more unique path. They set out pans of whiskey on the grounds around their church, hoping to kill the squirrels with alcohol poisoning. But they unfortunately found out how much damage a band of drunken squirrels can do. It was the Catholic Church, though, that came up with the most creative strategy. They baptized all the squirrels and made them members of the church, and now they only see them at Christmas and Easter. <laughs> And not much was heard out of the Jewish synagogue. They took the first squirrel that showed up and circumcised him. They haven't seen one since. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, as I said, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here. Just a little bit of a background update on what I'm doing. I am the voice of Furman, Director of Broadcasting. I'm wrapping up my 11th year there. I'm in my fourth season as the voice of the uh, Greenville Drive, the minor league baseball team. Uh, I do have a, a podcast uh, that Mark mentioned, and um, I think most of you in here probably remember back in the olden days when I was on WCCP at Clemson, did, did 11 years uh, of a daily talk show there, did the Clemson, uh, Clemson baseball and women's basketball for seven years. So, um, as I said, I found out early on that I was good at running my mouth and I went with my strength. Somewhere in my parents' attic is my sixth grade yearbook where I was voted the loudest in my class. So I knew kind of early on where my career track was going to go. I'm not going to equate that to being a preacher, Mark. You can figure that out on your own. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about finding our purpose and, and, and doing so kind of sharing this journey that I've been on that has led to a new nonprofit organization I've started called Grand Slam Ministries. But I want to ask a question. I'm going to ask you to be honest with yourselves. You don't have to, to answer out loud, but how many men here tonight have struggled with knowing God's purpose and will for your life? I know I have. I think at one point or another, we all have. And maybe you're still in that valley here tonight. You, you know that God has a, spe a specific calling for your life, 
but you don't know what it is. And you don't know how to figure it out. So that's what I want to spend some time on tonight. Using my own experience and praying that it will help some, somebody here. And, and then of course, I'm going to need your prayers because this venture that I'm embarking on is it, it's exhilarating and it's scary at the same time. But I, I think that the, the thing that we have to start with is the basic knowledge that God tells us in His Word certain things are His will for all Christians. There are just certain things that are His will. And I got this from an article on Focus on the Family. It says, There are several places where the Bible tells us exactly what God's will looks like when it takes shape in the lives of people. For instance, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 and 5. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion and lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 1 Peter 2.15 For this is the will of God, since in a pattern here, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. 1 Peter 3.17 It is better, if it is the will of God, to suffer for doing good than doing evil. And John 7.17 quoting some guy named Jesus. My doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me. If anyone wills to do His will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. So you can see a pattern evident in these verses. God's specific will is that all of us should become a certain kind of person. Obedient, thankful, kind, loving moral, and then everything else flows from that. So from that standpoint, we can all ascertain things that God expects from every Christian. But then how do we take the next step? How do we discover His specific will for our lives? The, the first thing we have to do is make sure that our priorities are in order. Listen to this quote from Tony Evans. He said, We exist for God. He does not exist for us. God loves doing things for His people, but the reason we get up in the morning is to fulfill His purpose for our lives, not merely to ask Him to bless our purpose for our lives. God does not want to be our vending machine where we put in a coin and He dispenses what we demand. Until we understand that we exist for Him, we will never know our purpose for being. Tony Evans can say it with a lot more force than I can. The rubber just met the road right there, guys, didn't it? We exist for God. He does not exist for us. So if we don't get that right, let's, let's get right to it. If we don't get that right, nothing else is going to make sense. And my profession as a broadcaster is one that requires a good deal of self-promotion. And if you're doing a good job or people think you're doing a good job, it can come with a lot of accolades. And if you're not careful, then the ego 
can begin to grow. And that happened to me before I was a Christian. And it's still, it's still a battle today. Satan knows our weaknesses. He knows where to attack us. Just being honest. But back in the day when people started telling me how good I was doing Clemson baseball on the radio, it didn't take me very long to start believing them. And from there, it was a quick jump from humble to ego-driven jerk. And being as honest and transparent as I can be, I made that jump a lot quicker than a lot of people do. And when I give my full testimony, I talk about how God began to take things away from me, Mark. How he pulled the rug out from under me and sent me flipping head over heels cartoon style. I lost my job. I nearly lost my family. Everything that I loved, I was on the verge of losing. So believe me, guys, when I tell you that God got my attention. So I gave my life to Christ on June 10th, 2012. There's a whole lot more to that story. Maybe someday Mark will have me in and let me share the full testimony with you. I gave my life to Christ on June 10th of 2012, and then it was 100 miles an hour in the other direction. I was going to be super Christian, right? Go from not being a Christian to let's go tackle the world, man. And in the process, I decided to try some things radio and otherwise that I thought were God's will for my life, but it turned out it was what Dan wanted to do, and I was telling God to bless it. So y'all can imagine how that turned out. The word disaster comes to mind. So for a long time, I sort of just, lack of a better term, treaded water, just kind of drifting along, knowing that God had something for me, because he has something for everybody. He's got something for everybody in this room. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. He's got something specifically for every single man in this room to do. But I didn't know what it was. And if I'm being, again, as honest and transparent as I can be, I was probably a little bit afraid to find out. But then, but then, I began to really get the sense that God was doing something in my life as far back as 2019. And, and as I told some, some folks earlier this week, one of the curses of being a broadcaster is I record everything that I do. Every game I broadcast, every show that I do, every talk that I give to go back and listen and critique, make sure you don't fall into patterns, and just try to get better. Whether I have or not over 30-some-odd years, that's the idea of what you do. So it, it was just last week that I was driving home from doing a Greenville Drive game, and I popped on my phone through the Bluetooth in the car a talk that I gave to a men's organization in Chester in 2019. This was October. And the first thing that I said was that ask, ask them for prayer because I had just entered the program at Prisma Health to have the weight loss surgery. I should have asked. So I look, those of you guys who know me, do I look any different? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I had just entered that program about two or three weeks earlier. The surgery would be February the 4th of 2020, right before everything shut down with COVID. And I've lost 180 pounds and kept it off for two years. Um, so there, there's a whole lot of testimony and how that got worked out too. Another story for another time. But the other thing that I said immediately after I asked for prayer with that, I said, guys, I also need you to pray for me because God is doing something in my life and I don't know what it is. I could feel it. I could feel the conflict. I knew that He was pushing me towards something, but I just didn't know what it was. And I had forgotten that I had said that until I listened back to that last week. So as, as that October began to, to move on, the, the idea began to kind of come into to focus a little bit. A nonprofit organization that would support, among other things, a weekly radio show that would air on stations across the country where I would be able to do take interviews I've done on my podcast and, and with, with national people, sports people, uh, national comedian named Jeff Allen, who's a Christian, guys with just incredible testimonies that I've been blessed with opportunities to talk to and, and have access to, and, and to start taking that and doing it on a much wider scale. So about two years ago is when that started to come into focus. And the overriding factor, Mark, God was telling me, and this is the one thing that I could sense, He was telling me, I've given you this talent. It's time for you to start using that talent more for me and less for you. Because for 30-some years in this business, again, it's a business of self-promotion and a business of... Yeah, however you want to describe it. But I just got the sense that he was saying, you know, not you don't have to stop what you're doing. At least not yet. I haven't got that message yet. But you need to be doing more for me and less for yourself. And of course, Scripture tells us that as well. 1 Peter 4.10 and 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that everything God, or that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And then Colossians three twenty three and 24. Whatever you do. Did say some things. Did say a couple of things. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So long about November of 2020, I took all this stuff that was forming in my mind and laid down some details in an email to three men at our church who have been incredible mentors to me. And I mentioned I gave my life to Christ on June 10th of 2012. 
So my 10-year birthday, spiritual birthday is coming up. Um, it's a preacher's kid turned loose on the world for the first time, and I hit the ground running in the opposite direction. But as we'll talk about in a minute, we have a God who pursues us. And anyway, long story short, I ended up giving my life to Christ on that June 10th day, 2012. And when I did, my life was a mess, guys. I had no full-time job. My relationship with my wife and kids was broken because I was an idiot. I mean, just call it like it is. I was an absolute moral idiot. But God put, put a bunch of people in my life. But these three men specifically, Don Harper, Danny Rhodes, and Jim Hayes, who started walking along beside me as mentors. And I, so I sent them in November 2020 this email outlining where I thought God was leading me. And, and from those guys whose opinions that I valued so much because I know that they bathe everything they do in prayer, I got nothing but positive feedback. So the next logical step would be for me to say, okay, God, I'm ready to go. At least that's what you'd think, right? But I kept dragging my feet. And again, I think part of it was fear. Part of it was the unknown, fear of the unknown. Part of it was mistakes I'd made in the past and not wanting to not wanting to repeat those. But when I say of a God who pursues, not only did He pursue me for salvation, once He put this in my mind and in my heart, He was not going to let it go. And it got to the point, guys, where every message I heard, every devotion that I read, every I listened to David Jeremiah every morning. I listened to Tony Evans. I listened to a, a, a bunch of these guys Every single thing that was coming out of their mouths was, was just hitting home. Books I was reading. I couldn't get away from it. And about three or four months ago, even our pastor, Ryan Goodrow, at, at our church, one of the bullet points in his message, which had nothing to do specifically with this, but it was like, it was like an arrow between the eyes. It said, what are you waiting for? Finally, I said, all right, God. I get it. You know, <laughs> I, I was a little slow on the uptake, but all right, you want this done? Let's go. But there are some obstacles standing in the way that you're going to have to knock down because I can't do it. One of those obstacles was financial. I, I was told in my research that to form the, the corporation and everything I needed to do was going to cost at least $500 going through a lawyer. A little bit of research. I found out I could do it online by myself through the state. 60 bucks. Hope there are no lawyers in here. I'm sorry. Uh, I got the tax ID number online for free at the IRS site. I was told that Filing the 501c3 online would probably cost somewhere around four or five hundred bucks. Again, I did it myself, $275. So what I was told was going to cost around $1,000, I got done for less than 350 bucks. And then the IRS. I was told, and as a matter of fact, it even said it on their site when I went to fill out the 501c3. And they used COVID as 
one of the reasons, excuse, reason, whatever language you want to use. But tremendous backlog, many months, six, eight months, whatever. My, my tax guy told me expect it to be six or eight months long. And then we know recent years, struggles that Christian organizations have had with the IRS and uh, trying to get organizations started for, for the first time. There's been that, but just taking them at face value because of COVID and their backlog, they said it could be six or eight months. Man, I got the approval letter in six weeks. Six weeks from the government. The IRS. I don't think you heard me. <laughs> six weeks from the government. So, and, and that's been about four weeks ago. So now, look, again, a lot of people who know me will tell you I'm, I'm not the brightest bulb in, in, the, in the socket. But I know God is leading me in this. I don't have any questions about it now. I know the direction. I know the conviction. And now it's time to start putting these things in motion. What will Grand Slam Ministries do? SLAM is an acronym for Serve, Love, and Mentor. Mention the radio show. That's going to be the thing that is, is going to be kind of the hub for everything that we want to do. It's going to be the place where I can do what I do best, and, and that's get people on the air, ask questions, and allow them to tell stories. Uh, and, and I've been doing it on my podcast. A lot of those episodes are going to automatically be able to be edited and translate into the radio show when we get going. One of the ones that I did two weeks ago, I'm sure most of you, if not all of you in this room, know Eric Bowman. And you believe it's been 10 years since he and Kim lost Emma? She would have graduated high school this year. You believe that? And, and yet what God has done in that family's life when statistics say when you lose a child, chances are really, really good that you're going to get a divorce. Not only did they not get divorced, they had another child. They got another little one running around that's driving Eric nuts right now. That's what happens when you get old and have kids, right? <laughs> but it's stories like that. Uh, the, the most recent episode, I, I just, just posted a couple of days ago with with a former big league catcher by the name of Eddie Tobinsey. Played 11 years in the big leagues. Played most of the time for my Cincinnati Reds. Was part of a 1999 team that went to the went to 163rd game and lost to the Mets. Didn't get to the playoffs, but it was a team that captured the hearts of, of a city and a fan base. Eddie Tobinsey, during his playing career, became a Christian. Was in ministry to... Major League Baseball players and professional athletes for 15 years with his wife after his playing days. Now, he's a teaching pastor at a church in Orlando. And, and you, you think God doesn't move? You guys have seen all of the, all of the controversy going on at Disney right now and, and all of that mess and how culture is just really turning everything upside down. His congregation is a hundred men, boys, teenage boys and young men who work at Disney. 
He lives five minutes from the front gates of Disney. That's his congregation. You, you, you want to tell me that God's not, God's not directing people's lives? These are the stories that he's allowing me to tell. And we want to take these off of this little podcast and take it to a broader audience. It's going to cost money. It's going to have to buy the time on a lot of radio stations to get it on. And I'll get to, to that part of it in just a minute. But one thing I need you to pray about, and this just popped up a couple of days ago, because of my affiliation with Furman and the Greenville Drive and some other things, through Eric, who is used to be the manager of the Ingalls here in Liberty, now he's a manager in Powdersville, was able to get in contact with the lady who handles all of Ingalls' marketing. And they spend money like crazy. Huge Southern Conference sponsors, Big South Conference sponsors, uh, and, and all kinds of other things. They are huge into sports. Well, I sent her an email last week, and she said, this is very interesting. We need to talk about it. She's on vacation, and a business trip and vacation, week of May 9th. We are meeting to talk about some kind of partnership, perhaps. I don't know where God's going to lead it. It may turn out and turn, not turn into anything, but she wants to talk. Amen. So that's one thing you can be praying about. We'll get to the other stuff in a minute. But the radio show, again, the idea is that, yeah, it's going to take, going to take money to get it on the air, but then the idea is it will become listener-supported and will provide us with some funds to do some other things that I want to do. And... You start talking about helping people, and, and there are just, as we know, there are a, a thousand different directions that you can go. But the two areas that, that I'm focusing on right now, and, and if this grows like I believe it's going to, more people get involved, then the outreach will grow. But right now, there are two areas specifically that I'm focusing on. One is mentorship because of what those three men in our church did to me the way they poured their lives into me and helped me, not just, not just professionally with my resume, but, but teaching me how to be a Christian husband and a Christian father and some of the things that, that I had just butchered so bad for the first 45 years of my life. We need men walking alongside, first of all, teenage boys, teaching them how to become Christian men. And then we need to take those Christian men and teach them to become biblical husbands and fathers. One of the places that I spoke this week was to the middle school youth at our church. It was the first time that I've spoken to an audience like that. And those kids are facing so much right now. The, as, as I told them, and I didn't get very graphic with them on things, but you don't have to. They know. They're being told that black is white, that up is down. We don't know what bathroom to go into anymore. You know, th th this is what they're being, being bombarded with in our schools, in our society. It, it, it's, it's incumbent upon us. And, and I am feeling this more and more every day. And, and God sent me there for a reason, to kind of solidify this mentorship thing. If we don't get them now, then 
what are the chances that anybody's going to get them? See, I'm a preacher's son. I walked away for a long time, but I had the base. You know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's older, he won't depart from it. Well, I, I departed a little while, but it never completely left me. You know, my, one of my son-in-laws is here. He's an associate pastor at a, a church in downtown Greenville. He and, and my youngest daughter have the youngest of the three grandchildren that we have. The other two are with my oldest daughter. I know they're getting that Cooper right now, even at not quite two years old. He's getting the base, you know? The other two, right now, they're not getting that. And it frightens me. It absolutely scares me to death. That's where we have to step up. So what the program looks like, what, what shape it takes, I don't know. But mentorship is going to be one of the main tenements. And the other thing that I just can't shake, and Angela and I found out about this for the first time eight or nine years ago, but do you know that right here in our communities that there are kids when they leave school on Friday, they don't eat again until they come back to school on Monday. And despite the issues we're having in this country, still the most affluent country in the world. It's got to stop. How do we do it? I know that there have been some backpack programs. I talked to some people over in Oconee County earlier this week. Um, they're still in operation, but when COVID hit, it kind of devastated some of the things they were doing. So again, what does it look like? I don't know. But I just can't help but think there's got to be a way to supplement something or whether it's starting a new program. What are these kids doing in the summertime when there's no school and no backpack program to take home? What are they doing? So... And, and as I said, there's, there's more in my head... But this is a starting point. And one of the problems that I've always had is trying to go from zero to 100 with nothing in between. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe I'm learning a little bit. Got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. So those are kind of the three main tenements right now where God is leading me with this, this new nonprofit. The radio show mentorship, and working on making sure that our children and our local communities have food to eat. So what do we need immediately? Well, first and foremost, prayer. I mentioned the, the meeting with, with the lady at Ingalls coming up the week of May the 9th. That needs to be bathed in prayer because on one hand, that could be... Uh, could be a huge help in taking care of some cost to get a show on the air in this area and use it as a springboard in other places. But on the other hand, if it's not the right fit, I don't want to take money that God doesn't want me to take and use it for a purpose He doesn't want me to use it for. So, discernment. And, and, and just that he will lead in, in that meeting. I need website help. I've got a website. 
needs to be retooled, I need somebody who's proficient in WordPress who can come in and help me with this website because the, the quotes that I've gotten from people in the business, they're really proud of their work. <laughs> and we are the, the most fledgling of fledgling nonprofits right now. So I, I need someone who's willing to donate their time or to seriously scale back what they would charge to not to build something from scratch, but just to retool a couple of things and, and get this thing where I need it to be. And then, you know, with the nonprofit comes the inevitable talk about money, donations. And, and yes, obviously you want the, somebody who's going to stroke you the big check or multiple people to stroke you the big check. But I'm looking for something sustainable. Once we get the radio show going, I, I envision a, a group of people here and, and as the show spreads in the region and around the country who can, can see the vision and understand where God is leading this thing, and then maybe they can do $10, $15, $20, $25 a month on a continuing basis and, and allow this thing to be sustainable. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm not... I'm not saying, God, again, I'm not, trust me, I'm not saying, God, this is what I want done. I have, a, I have a goal in mind that by the end of June, I'd like to have $20,000 raised. We've got about $3,000 right now. Now, again, that may not be God's goal, and it may not be His timing. And if it's not, I'm not going to look at God and say, what are you doing? You messed up. No, it will be me messing up. I am trying desperately, as the song goes, to say, Jesus, take the wheel. Because when I try to do things on my own, when I try to lead, I invariably crash the car. And, and honestly, and, and I just added this in for tonight because it's been something that's weighing on my heart. I would really love for God to send somebody along who could handle the, the fundraising, the financial side of it. And that way I could do what I do best and have somebody else to do that side of it and, and start to work as a team. See, the one thing that I know you guys are hearing a lot as I'm talking here is the word I. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I, I, I. But trust me, I know that it's not an I. It's a we. God's given me the vision. He's given me the direction. But to pull this off, it's going to take more than just me. And one of the reasons a lot of things that I've done in the past have failed is simply because I have tried to do everything on my own. That Just telling, hey, I don't need anybody else. I can get it done. Well, guess what? That didn't work. So, again, if I've learned anything from multiple failures, it's let God lead. I can't do everything. He's going to do it in His timing. Shut up and get out of the way. And then the other thing I would ask you to pray about is more speaking opportunities. I need more opportunities, not just to do this. Yeah, I need opportunities to, to tell people about Grand Slam Ministries. But I mentioned earlier that God's given me a, not just a talent to do this, but He's given me a message and a burden to share that message. Guys, you're looking at a miracle standing here. Statistically... Statistically, there's no reason I should be standing here talking to you about Jesus Christ. Because I didn't get saved until I was 45 years old. I was the last person in my family, immediate family, to get saved. And Mark, you know this. 
usually if the father gets saved first, everybody else follows. But if, if it's the child that gets saved first and then the mother, the, the statistics about the father being the last one saved in the family are so far off the charts that by the world's view, I shouldn't be standing here telling you about this, but God is a God who defies statistics. He is a God who defies statistics. And I can promise you, if He wants you, He's going to get you. <laughs> if, he, if He wants you, as I, I mentioned earlier, He's going to get you. So beyond just the Grand Slam Ministries thing, I've got a testimony about how God has changed my life and the work that He's done in my life. And I want more opportunities to share that. Yes, one-on-one, but more opportunities to speak in churches and speak to groups and, and, and do what He has, what I feel He's leading me to do. So pray about all of those things. And then most importantly... As I've said, and, and I'll wrap up with this and then open it up to see if you have any questions. Just pray that I'll follow His will. We talked about doing all that to find out what His will is. It's taken me a long time. But I know I'm doing what He wants me to do. Two months ago, I couldn't have said that. Four months ago, I couldn't have said that. Today I can stand here before you and say I know I'm doing what He wants me to do. So just pray that I continue to follow His lead and not try to get ahead of what He's doing. That's all I've got. Do you guys have any any questions about anything? Dan, when the Lord laid this on your heart about the nonprofit organization, I heard you say that I was told that people said you know, what this would cost and what that would cost. Um, did that discourage you and did it, did it delay you maybe going, giving that to God? Or, um, that... I, I would, I'd be lying if I stood up here and said no. Because, you know, one of, one of the things that I, I share in my testimony, Mark, is during the best years of the, the old radio show, you know, I was pulling in about $90,000 a year, which ain't a lot of money to some people, but it was a whole lot of money to me, and yet we had trouble making the house payment because of, I was squandering it, trying to find something to fill this hole that was here. Well, one of the things God has shown me since I've become a Christian is the, the difference between my wants and my needs and what I can, I can get by and I am getting by and a whole lot less than I used to. So, yeah, to, that roundabout way to answer your question... Yeah, okay, God. They're telling me it's going to cost this much. I don't have that much. Where's it going to come from? And, and the funny story about that is just one day, and, and he put it in my mind to do it. It had to be him. I emailed the lady at the Secretary of State's office and said, hey, do I need to do such and such, or can I do this on my own? And she sent me an email back step by step of how to do all this on my own. And that's why I was able to get it done for $325 as opposed to about 1000 yeah. And I think, you know, as, as the obstacles were there, like you said, you know, God took care of it. And I'm sure there was, a, there was a, you know, it was possible for you to just say, there's no way. But you didn't. And I think you knew that was from God. And, and, I, and I just challenged all of us here, you know, things that, are, that may discourage us. Um, it's good to have people around us to share things mm -hmm. and tell us things but the greatest conversation we can have is with God 
when I was filling out the 501c3 online and I had put in my credit card information, had the form ready to go, knowing all of these things, knowing what it said about the backlog and the delays and what my accountant told me and all this other history between the IRS and Christian organizations over the last decade, before I hit the send button, I just bowed my head and said, God, get this in the hands of the right person. Hit the send button. He answered the prayer because I got it back in six weeks. I went to the mailbox at the post office and almost had a prayer meeting right there in the, <laughs> in, the in the lobby, which they probably would have called the cops thinking there was some crazy man shouting there. So, Anything else? Well, guys, thank you for having me. Mark, I, I appreciate the opportunity. I hope I didn't take too long, but uh, I, I just, I, I hope you can, hope you can sense the, the conviction I have about this. And at the same time, I, I hope it comes across that I know that I can't do this, that, that I'm not the arrogant, egotistical jerk that I used to be. I'm trying so hard to follow God's will for my life. And that's above and beyond anything else. That's what I want you to pray about. And you know, above and beyond anything else, that's what I'm asking all of you to do too. Just pray that I will follow God's will for my life. As I told those men, I, I know 100% that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And it took me a long time to get there, but I know this is where I'm supposed to be. So I just ask for your prayers moving forward. We'll take a break and come back and uh, wrap things up on this episode 14 of the Dan Scott Show podcast. Stay right there. Every sports fan's goal should be make it to the Hall of Fame. Well, we have you covered with Hall of Fame Sports Grill at 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. Known for their great food and fantastic daily specials, Hall of Fame has you covered with all the game action on their 30 televisions. Plus weekly events like Tuesday night's Bar Trivia for Dummies, Wednesday night's Music Bingo, Thursday night's Dirty Bingo, and Karaoke with Fred Rock every Friday. That's 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard, HalloFameSportsGrill.com. You might know that State Farm agent Ed Patterson has great service. He's your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Ed Patterson has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Greenville. So call State Farm agent Ed Patterson at 864-322-0031 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Do you or someone you know have questions about affordable housing? Homes of Hope is a Greenville-based nonprofit that is the largest developer of single-family affordable housing in South Carolina. Since its formation in 1998, Homes of Hope has developed almost 700 affordable homes, with another 200 in the pipeline. They've also graduated more than 320 men from their workforce development program, helping men overcome addictions. The goal? Provide generational change throughout South Carolina, and they need your support. Visit the website, homesofhope.org, and like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Homes of Hope SC. 
Dan Scott here for the Atlanta Bread Company. What do I like about Atlanta Bread? Well, too much to mention in a short commercial, but here are a few things. Bread baked daily fresh on site, a tremendous selection of soup, sandwiches, and salads, seasonal special additions to the menu, delicious hot coffee, and a bevy of other drink options, and yeah, can't forget about the baked sweet goodies. Dine in or carry out, and when you have the Atlanta Bread Company app, you can order and pay online, then breeze past the lines to the pickup counter to get your food. Experience it for yourself. That's the Atlanta Bread Company, Cherrydale Point in Greenville. Dan Scott Show podcast, episode 14. We are back to put a wrap on it. I want to thank the uh, men of Liberty uh, First Baptist for having me out to talk uh, a couple of weeks ago. And as we are sitting here recording this on May the 11th, uh, on the 14th, this coming Saturday, I'm speaking at the um, to a, another fish fry at another men's group at Dacusville, South Carolina, the United Methodist Church men's there, men's group there. Uh, speaking at my home church, uh, Utica Baptist Church, on July 31st, would love to uh, speak to you, your group as well, men's group, your church at wide, not just about Grand Slam Ministries, but to share my testimony. Whatever it is, I would love to do so. You can email me, thedanscottshow at gmail.com, thedanscottshow at gmail.com. And as always, we ask that you like, subscribe, and help share this podcast so we can continue to get it out to people and get rolling with it. That's going to do it for this episode 14. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, and thank again the men at Liberty First Baptist and Pastor Mark Canarney especially for inviting me. Look forward to being back with you again next week with another edition of the Dan Scott Show podcast. Until then, I am Dan, as always, saying God bless you and so long, everybody.